When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the E2C Network, podcast by Auburn fans for Auburn fans. Brought to you by the Auburn Uniform Database. Visit them at auburnuniforms.com. War Eagle Auburn fans, welcome to the E2C Network for this very special episode. On this edition, we're going to be discussing Auburn Equestrian. Yes, you heard me right. Auburn War Horses. That is our topic for discussion. They just released their 2019 to 2020 athletic year schedule. And as we like to maintain here on the network, we love to discuss everything Auburn. That doesn't just mean football. That doesn't just mean basketball or baseball or even softball, which has grown in popularity the last couple of seasons. We love to discuss everything, including soccer, track and field. And we're even going to talk about our Auburn equestrian program here tonight. So to do that, I am not an expert in Auburn Equestrian, so I have to bring in a couple of new faces, a couple of new voices, moreover, to discuss this on the network. And it's part of our initiative to make this a network by the fans for the fans. We want you to be able to shape this network. So we're inviting anyone that would like to come on our shows to just message us. And so I've actually brought in two new people here to discuss tonight. The first one is going to round out, I think, a, a what I think is a good roundtable discussion for Auburn Equestrian, where we got the perspective of someone who maybe doesn't know a whole lot about Auburn Equestrian and someone who knows a lot more. So let's start at one end of the equation here. Dallas Ham. He has been on our um, episode with the Rod Bramblett tribute before, and for the very first time, we're happy to welcome him in as a contributor here on the network show so dallas welcome to the show thanks kyle war eagle everybody appreciate you being here and let's be honest you probably don't know a whole lot about a question that doesn't take away from your auburn fandom though no you'd be correct about that i what i know about auburn equestrian is number one like you said they're really good at what they do and then the next thing i know is we've got a lot of really talented girls on that equestrian team that that are well coached and and you know on that side you know I think maybe I could have something to offer (laughs) (laughs) well you always have something to offer and we're happy to have you for the very first time here so glad to have you here let's go over to the other end of this spectrum and no matter how many times he wants to deny it (laughs) I'm not gonna let him get away with it he knows his stuff about the Auburn Equestrian program because he proved it when he was on a live show that we have on Facebook on Monday nights called in and just blew my mind away with all the information that he knows about the equestrian program. So, Mr. Auburn Elvis, welcome to the ETC Network. Thank you. Uh, War Eagle, everybody. And I really am excited to have you here. I mean, most people know you from Twitter. They most know you from the, the gif of you dancing in the stands, bouncing around <laughs> with, with, you, with, with your Elvisness going on right then. Uh, but besides just being a very recognizable face, you are a very knowledgeable guy about equestrian this not just the auburn equestrian program but the sport and i gotta be honest you blew my mind away on that live show with how much you're able to share 
Oh, well, thank you. Yes, um, I, I've come into appreciating Equestrian fairly recently. Um, but like you said, we are such a powerful program that it really attracts you to learn more about it, find out more about the sport, because we are just so dominant. And it's really nice that even though I'm not, you know, actually there at the arena when uh, a meet is going on, to be able to follow it along, uh, follow along on Twitter or on uh, social media, you really feel like you're part of the experience in as much as you can be online. And I think that's a really cool thing that we're seeing nowadays through all the sports is the fact that we can be part of the Auburn family uh, through just following things online. And it's still rewarding and it's still a, a really nice community to be part of. And I think that's the interesting thing about social media is it can go several different ways. It can be very toxic, but it also can be very uplifting and very good for community building. And we already have a very strong base within the Auburn family, but I think social media is one of those things that brings us closer together. You and I, uh, Elvis, were at an had an opportunity to go and hang out with Dee Ford recently <laughs> when she came to town on a surprise, and we met a lot of other Twitter personalities there as well. And, you know, you got to say even I think a lot of them would say that they have their moments where they, they like to get a little sassy and all that kind of stuff. It's just having fun in there. Everyone is such good people that we've met so far. I think um, I had a really great time at that meetup, and I'm sure you did, too. Yes. Oh, it was incredible. I mean, yeah. And really, if you were if you had a giant scoreboard of the wins and losses for social media in general, the whole D Ford story is a huge win for social media. Uh, that's oh, something man. that just could not have happened, you know, 20 years ago. It blows my mind the entire time I'm hearing her tell her side of it, but even others that were part of her journey to being an Auburn fan, hearing their perspective of it as well. It's such an incredible story, one that I've heard told several times. Uh, but this is as much as we want it to be, this is not a D Ford podcast. We got to talk about it. I'm sure Auburn we'll bring up D Ford, you know, multiple times. But yes. I mean, come on. How can you not? She's such a sweet lady and she's like the she best is. Auburn lady there is. Uh, yes. But anyway. So let's get into our actual topic for tonight, which is going to be the 2019-2020 schedule for Equestrian. Now, some of you are probably out there like, mm, maybe I'm not so interested in this, but let me tell you, I'm going to give you a couple of reasons why, because there are a couple of weekends in Auburn and away that might interest you to actually take the opportunity to not just follow this on social media and see what's going on, but to actually go to a meet and see the girls in action and the horses in action. So we'll talk a little bit about that. But let me just start out by saying this. If you thought baseball season was long and like professional baseball season, <laughs> if you thought football season, because really it technically never ends. I mean, we're always talking about it. Let me tell you this. Equestrian season is incredibly long on the collegiate level. Auburn's season will start September 13th and potentially, and I don't think there's much potential, we don't even have to throw potentially in there. They're going no, to the yeah, championship you don't, you don't have again. to qualify oh, yeah. it. Let's just say September 13th to April 18th is how long it will last. Dallas, I know it can get tiring sometimes trying to keep up with all of football stuff for that long, but can you imagine having a season as an athlete that long? That's incredible. Yeah, I mean, so the thing about that is, too, when you think about how long that is, think about how much more time they spend preparing for that. And I know, you know, in all sports, that's exactly what you do. But, like, we're we're talking about probably even longer for these girls um, for this. I mean, because let's just say, you know, I know Auburn football, for example, you know, they have their spring practice. They, they do spring ball. They do, they do some other stuff. They have their workouts. But these girls, to me, it would really seem like they literally eat, 
sleep and breathe these these animals and and the training they have to put in and and really also getting mentored by their coaches it to me on top of school like that i mean let's let's be honest it's pretty strenuous and i i would say and i think elvis would agree with this as well because from what we discussed in the live show that one time is that these girls are in charge of taking care of these animals so you're exactly right dallas that they have to just live this entire different lifestyle because they are not just caring for themselves as an athlete. They are caring for an animal that's an athlete as well. And am I too far off on that, Elvis? No, I think you're right. In fact, I would even go a step further and say that and relate it to just the overall idea of what college is about. What is a liberal arts college? Why do we have athletics as part of college? I mean, one of the things, you know, why we have it, one, you know, we enjoy it. We love watching sports, but the sort of the philosophical reason for having sports is because it's a it's like a little laboratory where you get to practice life lessons and skills that are you're going to need later on in life. And so this idea of working every day, doing the practice, doing all the hard work, the dirty work while you're having to go to classes, while you're having to pay your rent, while you're having to deal with personal problems, because, you know, when you're in college, you have some problems, you know, with other people and all that other stuff. But you have to figure out a way to orchestrate your life life so that you can still deal with those things while you're competing at your you know highest level that is a huge life lesson and so that's what these athletes go through not just in equestrian but in all the sports and so we get to see that happening we get to you know influence that and take part of it and so it's it's really cool to see that play out and you know that's one of the big deals of athletics is to teach those kind of life life lessons yeah, and it just speaks to how hard these athletes work to compete at such a high level, like you said, but to maintain a lifestyle of some sort while they're in college and much less taking care of themselves, even more taking care of another athlete, that being the horse uh, this time around. So a long season, September 13th through the 18th, 16 regular season meets for these ladies. And some of those will be repeats with a couple of opponents we'll talk about in just a little bit. They'll play obviously in the SEC championship and win it. And I think it's not very far off for me to say that they will compete in the NCEA championships. And hopefully, I hate to jinx them, so I'm going to knock on a little wood right now, hopefully be winning that championship again so for back-to-back wins on that. So let's move right into the beginning of the season. And just like with any sport, you got to have what would be the equivalent of a spring game or a preseason game or something like that. So on September 13th, a Friday, they will have the orange and blue scrimmage. Now that sounds a little familiar, doesn't it, Dallas? I mean, it's, if football's got to have one, we got to have one for a question, right? Oh, sure, sure. You got to get prepped. And you, I mean, you know, we're Auburn, it's going to be the orange and blue scrimmage. What else would it be? So yeah, we, we've got to have that little preparation time to, you know, iron out those kinks because let's be honest, guys. I mean, from what I've gathered, you know, this team that we had this past season, they they really proved something to the equestrian world and and not only that we're losing some really really talented girls on on that club and and so you're gonna have to rely on those underclassmen to give you a lot to look forward to and I'll be honest that you know they they really do they give you that and so they may have a few kinks you know to iron out those girls that are having to step up and so that orange and blue scrimmage is going to give you know Auburn the chance to really see what they're going to have going into the season. 
Well, and moreover on that, it gives the fans a chance to come out and see them for the first time. And while they are still ironing out those kinks between themselves, between the relationship of the horse, it's going to give them an opportunity to get to know the girls, get to know the horses, and maybe even for the first time, learn about what this sport is actually about and how it functions. Because I'll be honest with you, I'm still figuring it out as I go along. And I think uh, what I would say to Elvis and I think he and I were kind of discussing this a little bit earlier, the importance behind trying to build a relationship with fans towards the sport is also giving them another incentive to go on greater week on not greater weekends, but other weekends that are things that are going on on Auburn, especially. So for instance, that weekend of the orange and blue scrimmage, there's also two soccer meets going on one on Friday and one on Sunday, Southern Miss and Sanford are their opponents. And, you know, there's this little thing called football also happening that Saturday uh, against Kent State. So I think, Elvis, you would agree that if Auburn fans that are looking to understand the sport, at least get a familiarity with it, this is a good opportunity for you to take it. Oh, certainly. Uh, in fact, you know, the scrimmage last year was probably the second toughest meet we had of the whole year. I mean, it was us playing us and, you know, there wasn't a tougher opponent until we got into the very final meet uh, in the championship against Georgia. So, uh, last year, you know, it was a huge deal. Now this year, we lo- we lose so many seniors from last year that, um, you know, it, it's probably going to be some up and down performances uh, that you'll see in the scrimmage. But overall, it's just going to be a great opportunity to see what it's all about. Uh, like you say, there's going to be a lot of other stuff going on in Auburn that whole weekend. So it, it really is a good opportunity for folks to come back into Auburn if you're, you know, live outside the city. Uh, like many of us do, and uh, to take in not just football, not just soccer, but also equestrian. And I do want to stress as well that even if you live outside of Auburn traveling distances, which would be reasonable, if let's say you live in California. There's an individual I'm thinking right now, I won't say his name, that has an opportunity to see this team perform out in California later in the season, as we'll discuss. So not attention on that same week in Auburn, but what it may be going on in your area as well, wherever you live in the United States. Um, I can't help D Ford much. You know, she really has to get on a plane to come to an equestrian meet. But uh, but I'm there sure is a rumor that D Ford will be coming back stateside during football season. So if it all works mm-hmm. out, she she might be here for a weekend that equestrians in town. I would love to go with her to her first ever equestrian meet because uh, honestly, be I, I, I I bet she knows about it more about it than I do. And she could probably teach me a few things. Oh, how um, could you not? I mean, it's, it's England. You've got to know that all that fancy <laughs> horse riding. I mean, come on. It's probably, you know, in, in third grade where we learn about like what Alabama history or whatever, they probably learn about equestrian. Of course. I mean, that's got to be part of the regular curriculum up there. Probably. Uh, I have to imagine that. All right, let's keep moving right along because we got a lot of games to go through. And I've kind of grouped a couple of these together because they make sense, and obviously because they're back-to-back meets and so forth. September 19th and 20th, Auburn will be in Martin, Tennessee. First of all, on that Thursday, the 19th, taking on the University of Tennessee Martin. And the next day, Friday the 20th, they'll be taking on Oklahoma State, which will be traveling all the way up there to compete against the Tigers. So I found this interesting. They began their last season and it was just against Tennessee Martin. This time it's actually considered a dry meet, at least that's the way they describe it on AuburnTigers.com. So Dallas, I'll tell you this. There are a lot of places I feel like you could start your season officially. Do you even know where Martin, Tennessee is, Dallas? 
No, uh, and and that's so that's something you know that team. If you look at other sports, they're they're pretty much Auburn in a different you know yes. brand of uniform. I mean, in any sport, I remember a few years back, you know, they came to Auburn for football, and I, I walk in the stadium, and uh, I think it's uh, Tristan. Uh, it was it Tristan Davis? He yeah. He runs the opening kickoff all the way back, and I'm like, wait, is that all? Like, is that are we playing <laughs> ourselves? You know. And so, um, yeah, it's it's. On the other hand, though, if you look at it, it's really not as far of a of a, of a go, you know, as, as somewhere like probably Waco, Texas, you know. So right. that that in itself is a little bit of of a relief. And then, you know, like you said, we begin the season there last year. It, it's kind of a for some of the girls. Hey, this is a little bit familiar, so that helps a lot too. Yeah, I, I do like the fact that they're going to go start two seasons row, and it started with great success, it ended up in great success by the end of the year last year. Who knows? This could be the formula that works for them. Uh, about these two particular opponents in general, typically or historically, they'll both have some good riders in certain events. Uh, neither one of these has the depth that you'll see in a typical uh sec team so we're probably not going to lose either one of these meets now we could we're going to have a lot of young riders we could lose and in which case you'd be like okay well something's up but uh they do have some pretty good individual riders here and there and so it you know it'll be challenging in that sense just to see how their highest scores compare to our highest scores uh but overall we should take both of these meets at least i like it you're already calling your shots here. That's yes, that, yes. I love and this. oh, I, and I'll also say that since these are in Tennessee and I live up here in Tennessee, I'm considering going to these. So we'll see. I would. You know what? If you do that, we've got to have some pictures and things like that. For okay, yeah. Days. At yeah. least on we'll at least on personal account, we need to we'll see, see if some we can that. work something out. We will, we'll see if we can do something there. Um, how about this? The next group of meets is going to be back home in Auburn, and they're going to be playing. Three different opponents, two on Friday the 18th. The first being such a weird name here, S-U-N-Y, New Paltz, which is a Sunny New, New Paltz. I thought this was a person at first, but it's apparently a, a school. <laughs> I did too, and it's really the very first time I've heard of them. Sweetbriar College, I know I've heard of them somewhere. They're the next opponent that Auburn will face. You have, now, and I'll remind you of where you've heard of them. Well, there you go. Let, well, let's pitch it right over to you then, because I was going to ask you anyway. This is only what's called the hunt seat competition. So tell us where we've probably heard of them before and give us a little explanation on hunt seat. Uh, Sweetbriar College, you have heard of them because they are one of the teams that we matched up against in the national championship for individual uh, disciplines within the overall event. So um, <clears throat> you have uh, basically just as a, a you know, a refresher. You have the uh, hunt seat, which is the English fancy riding, and then you have the western seat, which you, you're dressed up like a rodeo person. And uh, <laughs> in the in the hunt seat, uh, you have uh, equitation on the flat and equitation over fences. So you're doing stuff either where you're jumping, you know, gates and fences, or you're not. And so typically, uh, or not typically, Auburn is so good, we generally qualify not just for the overall team, but also in these individual disciplines within either Western or Hunt. Uh, but not every school is as deep as us. A lot of schools will only compete in the, the Hunt seat uh, stuff. So they'll sort of forego their chances of being an overall team in the national championship, but, you know, it's because they focus just on Western or just on the hunt seat. Sweetbriar 
uh, is a long time program. I mean, they've actually been around, I think, about 100 years. Uh, and they've been doing equestrian just for years and years. Now, and again, we're going to go off on another tangent here, so I'll try to be brief. <laughs> Uh, the the type of equestrian we do is one that, you know, uh, Greg Williams and some other folks actually invented, and it's very team-oriented, and it's very uh, oriented towards head-to-head matchups. There's also equestrian that has been going on for about 40 years or so um, that is more individualistic. So you go to these meets, and actually they're not called meets, they're called shows, uh, and you all do your uh, your your events and then you're just graded on an overall scale and so it's more individual so if you've got a bunch of individual riders your team might win but it really is set to be individual so Sweetbriar has been competing in that sort of a of an arena for just decades they have only recently moved into the NCEA which is what we do with the teams uh, I think two years ago is when they started. And so they're a Division three school. Uh, Sunny New Paltz is uh, also a Division three school that is going to be joining this year. Um, and so, yeah, that's sort of the little not-too-short explanation on the two of them. Uh, so you look for them to have a couple of good riders who are going to be good. But, frankly, Auburn should win both of those as well. But, uh, you know, again, it's one of these meets where we want to see how our best riders do against their best riders just so we get that kind of an evaluation there. I love it. Still calling shots the entire way. If I can get a full prediction from you the entire time, that would be amazing. Okay. And then we can like, Well, then we can post it up and say this is what Auburn Elvis predicted and see how right you are at the end. All right. Might put be me on the spot. Point. Sure. On the spot, a bit of a prognostic. I'm not a scholar, athlete, scholarship athlete, so it doesn't matter to me. These, <laughs> these ladies are the ones that have to back it up. That is true. We're, we're changing your name to Auburn Nostradamus if you actually oh, get all, oh, I get all these right. Goodness. Okay. Wow. That just, my mind just got blown by that. That was awesome. Um, <laughs> all right. October 19th, uh, that same weekend, that Saturday, uh, we'll be taking on TCU in Auburn as well. So this is your first home meet, your first chance to get to see them in regular season competition. Um, and as we've already mentioned, the first two are only in the hunt seat competition. If to give you a little bit of incentive to come see, you can also go see another program that deserves your attention. The volleyball program will be taking on Missouri that Friday and that Sunday uh, will be facing UGA. You always want to show up to beat UGA or Alabama. So there's a really good reason to come hang out in Auburn that e- that weekend, even with the football team a bit away. Uh, let's move on to another uh, match here in October 25th, which will be another Friday, oh, the University of South Carolina. Oh, I'm what, what, make what a prediction this? on Texas Christian. Okay, uh, go ahead. They're a good program overall, but they're not as deep as Auburn. So I say we win that one as well. But that is going to be that's going to be a good tune-up for us overall to get us into that competitive uh, play and get us used to playing some of these, you know, more complete teams uh, that you'll typically see in the SEC or over in the Big Twelve. Okay, I love it. You know what? We should do that the whole way down now. So Dallas, you got to throw out prediction as well. Are we winning this one or losing this one? TCU, that that's one of those, like Elvis said, you know, it's it's one of those tune-up matches where here here you go if you're looking kind of ahead, which let's be honest, let's not look ahead. But um, <laughs> we got the SEC schedule coming up pretty quick on at that point. So yeah, it, it's a good tune-up match. Um, the depth is one of those things where it becomes an issue, and you look at the girls who are underclassmen that are going to be stepping up for those girls, like uh, Caitlin Bull. Um, they've got to step up and make it happen it's a good tune-up game we, we win that one as well 
All right. I love the predictions there. Well, let's move on into the aforementioned SEC schedule. We will take on South Carolina as the first SEC opponent, and it will begin a stretch of three road meets in the next four meets. So it's quite a bit of time to spend away from the your familiarity and also to start your conference competition as well. Um, you know, Auburn and South Carolina, I would say, don't have a long history, a very thorough history in a lot of sports compared to other SEC teams. But I would say this, Dallas, that you always hear about a competition versus Auburn and South Carolina in equestrian, and they just seem to be always in, in a in a very good uh, match or two. Yeah, I mean, it's like I just said, you know, it's, it's SEC. I mean, when you think about it and you look at the NC uh, – NECA or NCEA, um, there's only a few of these teams, you know, that's in the Southeastern Conference. I mean, we, we have Auburn, South Carolina, uh, we have uh, Georgia and Texas A&M. And, and anything when it comes to Southeastern Conference matches, I mean, it's a big deal. And so you're right when you say that we don't have this big, long history in other sports with South Carolina. But when it comes to a question and you've only got just a few of these schools that have a high level of competition, then it really does make a lot of sense when you say, well, this game, this match is important. I mean, so it's one of those things where, yeah, you don't have the history in other sports. So when it comes to this particular sport, it's a big deal because there's just not that many in the league. Yeah, that's true. I mean, a lot of people don't realize that how few um teams are fielded across the SEC schools there because it's not something that every uh, university supports. Uh, we'll talk about one in a second that is trying to get theirs off the ground. But before we move on to them, we, you know, we've got to talk about our predictions here. And I think Auburn Elvis should get his first crack here. Is this a win, Auburn Elvis, to open up SEC play? I think it will be, but I think it will be very close. Uh, South Carolina typically has a strong program, uh, and then in certain years they'll even have the you know the strongest in an individual discipline within an event. So it wouldn't be unusual for them to just come out and you know take a couple of points maybe that we were expecting, and to make this one a lot closer than it has been historically. So I'm going to give the edge to Auburn just because of you know history. We tend to win. Um, but it, this is going to be shakier than what you would expect uh, against South Carolina. But I think Auburn wins it anyway. And Dallas, what say you, your prediction? Yeah, I, I would side with Elvis on this too, because like I said, it, it's Southeastern Conference play. It's going to be tougher than, of course, some of these teams like SUNY and, and Sweetbriar. Um, but at, at the end of the day, Auburn has really prepared for – this type of opponent and so with that being kept in mind I've got it as a win too and and, and it's one of those things where yeah it's in conference so it's probably going to be a little bit closer than, than we think. So let's move into our next SEC opponent and this one is going to be against Ole Miss. Now it's interesting because Ole Miss is in a similar situation to Alabama was at least a couple of seasons ago that I can remember where they were in only exhibition competition because they're, they were just getting their program started. Mississippi is in the same boat here. I've actually done, I won't say extensive research, but I look back a little bit. And it seems like since 2015, they've been trying to get this program on, you know, on some kind of footing. And to this point, they're still in exhibition uh, competition. So obviously this won't count in the grand scheme of things, as I understand it as an exhibition match for Auburn, but it is still a good opportunity to, tune up against an sec opponent now elvis 
is that correct what i just said that this will not count towards regular season competition yes it is in fact um if you look over the schedule, you'll notice that, yes, there is one team that we t- typically match up against in our equestrian season that we are not playing this year, and that is University of Alabama. And it seems like we've replaced them with Mississippi this year. Well, you know, Alabama sometimes does to be na- needs to be knocked down a few pegs, and we can't even bother to put them on the schedule anymore because <laughs> we're just <laughs> well, dominating them. That, okay, that's – yeah, to be more generous, one what, what might actually be going there is exactly what you're talking about where we're trying to uh, – part of what we're – you know, we're the biggest, you know, team in this sport. And so of one of the things we're trying to do is we've got to build this sport up. You know, we don't want it to be – well, all right, you and I, we want it to be where Auburn runs away with it every year. But if you're, you know, part of the sport, if you do that too often, then nobody else wants to play with you. So you, we've got to build up the sport in general. And so when you see Auburn schedule teams like this, where I believe over at Ole Miss, it is a club sport for the team competition. Now they do have where they compete individually. And what I was talking about, that other form of equestrian where it's mostly individuals, they've been doing that for a while now. And uh, so is Alabama. And that's where you'll see uh, typically if a school is going to get into the NCEA uh, that we're a part of, it, it typically is through that method where they'll have uh, a club or something like that where they're they've got a lot of good individual riders and then they're basically just trying to build up that base of riders so that they could support an entire team and so it's really helpful for Auburn to invite these teams over to Auburn or to go to their facility and compete against them so that they can build up their own program so that you know hopefully five ten years from now they've got a legitimate full team competing in the NCEA and so that the entire sport grows, becomes more popular, more teams out there. And that that's probably why we're doing this now with Ole Miss is we're giving that them that same help that we've been giving Alabama. Um, now, it seems like help now in the scheduling part, but when we actually match up against them, it ain't going to look like help because it's probably <laughs> going to look like exactly what it looks like when we go up against Alabama, which is a beatdown. down. Yes. Uh, you know, when we play Alabama in these in the equestrian, we're we're looking for a sweep, which is very rare. But not when we play Alabama, we tend to sweep them and take every single darn point available. Uh, that might happen against Ole Miss as well. <laughs> you know, you, I was going to give you credit. You're like being really nice, but I'm glad that you know your inner Auburn fan came out and you had oh, to take yeah, one there's last one shot. Team, oh yes, there's one team against which <laughs> I will never be challenged to be too nice to. I love it. Uh, so yeah, I will say this. I, I am glad that Auburn, as what I would, I think not many people can argue against this, as the front runner of this sport right now in collegiate athletics, um, I'm glad that they are taking it upon themselves to be the ambassadors of the sport and trying to help other programs because as the sport grows, so does Auburn Equestrian. Better competition means you get better and better and you get more exposure and more exposure means more fans. So I'll say this, that I think it was a very smart move on the part of not just Auburn, but Ole Miss as well, to schedule it on the same weekend as the Auburn-Ole Miss football game, which traditionally people love to have on Halloween. Now, sadly, this will be on November 1st. Not technically Halloween, but it was the night before. Uh, it'll be uh, 3 p.m. on that Friday before the game. And I will say this, too. If I had to pick one or two weekends to tell you that this is the weekend you need to come so you can not just learn about Auburn Equestrian, but you can get your fill of what I would call an Auburn weekend, which is what I love to do is experience as much as I can. You have got a ton 
of games going on. You've got soccer with two games, one on Thursday against South Carolina and then another on Sunday as well. You've also got volleyball on Friday against Mississippi State and then football, as we already said, against Ole Miss as well. Dallas, I don't think many Auburn fans can argue that if they're in town for not just one of these sports, but multiple of them, they need to make a run over there and go check out this team. Yeah, for sure. I mean, there's no excuse at that point. I mean, listen, it's a big weekend for Auburn Athletics. I mean, what other weekend does this happen where you've got not only some sports that, hey, you, you watch on the TV quite often or if they're on and you're flipping through, but you've also got one you, you that you might not know much about. And these girls, they put in a lot of time and effort for for our program. And they're not just doing it for themselves. They're not just doing it to win these championships for, for their name. They're doing it for the name on the front of the shirt. And and they're doing it to, to make a name for Auburn. And, and, and they've done that. We are the preeminent program in, in the – in the NCEA. And so if you find the time, if you're off work that Friday or, or get off that Thursday, whatever, come on over, come on over to Auburn, go to the equestrian center and, and check these girls out. It's an exhibition. I know, but Hey, you're, you're going to get to see a really full scope of, of what this program's about. Yeah. It's you a great also, opportunity. You also mentioned that Halloween, you know, is on the Thursday before this Friday uh, on, on this game. Uh, yeah. Interesting thing is whenever, Halloween falls on the same night as a football game in Auburn. The Auburn and Opelika they move Halloween because they have well, it, and it's for safety reasons. It's because they don't want kids out on the streets with all those cars trying to get to right. and leave the stadiums. So they move Halloween. So this is not only the weekend to be at Auburn for sports and stuff, but because Halloween will be on Thursday. If you were in the Auburn area, boy, you got stuff to do just slam packed. You're going to have trick or treating on Thursday. You're going to have soccer and equestrian on Friday. Then you got the football and yeah. And then you've got more soccer on Sunday. So boy, this is, this is the big weekend. Look, if you can't have fun this weekend in Auburn, I can't help you. Yes. I mean, I'm just saying. If you remember yeah. this weekend after it's done, you haven't done it right. <laughs> <laughs> there you apparently go. So. Apparently so. All right, let's move on. Well, I guess I should ask for your uh, predictions first. I think it's uh, in, it's oh, redundant gosh. at this uh, point. I'll say Mississippi will be doing well to get two points out of Auburn. And Not Dallas, what about Auburn you? Win, they will. They will. They might sweep them, but I'll be generous and say we'll say the over under on this is Mississippi scores one point against Auburn. <laughs> That's very generous of you. What yes. about you, Dallas? Tigers by 50. I mean, let's go. Okay. <laughs> it's not even available points, but okay. No, it's not. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Like All right. Well, that's kind of went how I thought it would go here. Uh, so let's talk about maybe some stiffer competition, which will be the next weekend, November 8th and the 9th. We will go to the great state of Texas on Friday the 8th. We'll take on Southern Methodist University, good old SMU, and then the ninth, we'll, that Saturday, we'll text on, take on Texas A&M, another SEC competition uh, for us as well. It's, it's a nice little tour through Texas where you can get a little bit of the conference and non-conference play. Um, I think it's a pretty nice way to spend a fall, which is probably still going to be warm, to be honest with you, in te- a, a fall weekend. If you're in Texas, this is a good opportunity for you to go on the road with this program and go check them out at two different uh, places there. So why don't we ask this of you, Auburn Elvis, which of these two programs do you see being the biggest challenge for Auburn? 
Uh, definitely Texas A&M. Um, what will probably happen is we're going to go out to SMU. SMU is a good program. Uh, some years they're great in, you know, certain events. Uh, they're generally not great in everything all at once. So, you know, we'll lose some points, uh, but we, we should take that meet. It's just that the next day having to go into Texas A&M, this is one that I think we're actually going to lose. I think okay. we will lose to Texas A&M. All right. Well, we've already got a prediction from Elvis. Dallas, what about your perspective of this? Is Do we walk away with two wins or are we splitting or do we walk away with two losses in this tour through Texas? For me, I can see that I can see the, that we split here because Texas A&M is it's one of those really good programs. They're like they're a lot like Georgia, I'd say. Um, so I'm not going to pretend here to just say I'll know that we'll lose that game, but I I can definitely see that match being the one that we drop, uh, based off what I do know about Texas A&M. Um, I would I would side with Elvis on that, saying it's possible, but I I, I won't just 100% tell you we're going to lose it. Yeah, I think it's a fair uh, statement for both of you to kind of side on that side, and I tend to agree with you that you know Auburn it's hard to catch lightning in a bottle twice, especially two seasons in a row. And to say that you're going to go undefeated two seasons in a row would just would be not, it's not that it's unrealistic. It's just hard. It's really difficult to do, especially when you're on the top and everybody's hunting after you. Um, so I would agree with you, Texas A&M, I do see us might be one of those moments where we take a step back and, and, and take a loss on the road, which wouldn't be the worst thing in the world possible to happen. Um, for the next meet, we'll be going to host Georgia and fitting scheduling that the fact that you face one of your biggest rivals in November, and that is the Georgia Bulldogs. If football can do it for Amen Corner in November, so can Equestrian, right, Dallas? Yeah, I mean, okay, Auburn, we hate Georgia. They're the worst. I mean, they're they're up there with Alabama. But let's be honest here, it's a fun weekend there. I mean. Georgia's one of those teams a lot like Texas A&M. They will give us fits. I mean, last year they gave us fits in multiple of the divisions. I mean, so we've got to be on our toes. It's a SEC match. And uh, amen corner. I mean, it's one of those exciting times in in Auburn uh, sports fandom where we're on our toes that whole month. And uh, so we got to be ready. We absolutely do. You don't want to take your biggest rival lightly because they will never let you hear the end of it, whether it's Georgia or Alabama. And I find it interesting, Elvis, that they kind of take a break after this point. The fall season is pretty much the end of the season until almost February for them. So this is in that part of the year, the 2019 half of the season. This is your last opportunity to see them. Yeah, uh, you know, there's this thing called college that's going on at the same time. So, <laughs> oh, is that what know, they're doing? They're going to have exams and stuff, you know, so that's probably why the break is there. Um, but, uh, yeah, this is going to be tough. In fact, I'm going to go ahead and predict we lose this one as well. Wow. Yeah. I am shocked. So you say I know. two I, I'm sorry, in a row. We're going to be a young team at many positions. Uh, well, at many, we're going to have a lot of young riders, and I don't think we're, we will have gelled at this point in the schedule. So... Uh, this will be like our first home loss in like forever, but I think it will happen. So hopefully about, I'm wrong, but yeah. Yeah. What about you, Dallas? Do you tend to think, think along the same lines or do you think they can bounce back after a loss to Texas A&M? So here's the deal. We, we lose this one against Georgia, but listen, Auburn, stay tuned because it's not over. Not over. 
It is not over. They've got much more uh, of a season left as we move into the, the other half of the season, which will hopefully be when a lot of that really cold weather is over with, where the girls don't have to, have to sit out there in just absolute frigid tents. Because believe it or not, folks that don't live in Alabama, it still gets cold down here. Yes, it stays hot most of the time, but it is still freezing. I've been to one of the meets in that cold weather, and I can only imagine how chilly it is for those ladies and much less those horses out there in that type of conditions. But if you have to go compete in the winter, man, it's so good to go out to California, with, which seems like, at least from outside perspective, they always have nice weather. So for January the 31st, almost two months, well, actually more than two months off for these ladies and the horses, they'll go to UC Davis out in Davis, California. And the next day, they'll make their way up to Fresno State in Fresno, California to compete against there. Now, I'm, again, calling out a certain individual that I know listens that's out in California. You have no excuses, <laughs> my friend. I think Elvis knows who I'm talking about as yes. well. I don't, I don't know that he wants to be called out live on the show, but he knows I'm I think he does. Right we called out D Ford so we can call out Al Catero. There you go. That's fine. I, I was thinking, you know what? We'll just say it. We'll stop being, you know, with the <laughs> innuendo there. <laughs> but, uh, yes, Al, you have no excuses, my friend. I need a report from you in California after going to these meets. Uh, what is your perspective, Elvis, about these California programs? Um, both of these are pretty good. Uh, they're, they're again in that sort of the class of like a TCU and SMU where they're going to have some really good riders in certain events. Uh, they'll take some points from Auburn. They probably will not, neither one of these teams will probably beat Auburn overall. Um, but another big thing about this one, getting away from chillier weather that we'll have in, in, you know, in Auburn at this time. Uh, this will be sort of a recruiting trip, really. The reason we schedule these these sorts of uh, meets um, out in California or if we were to do one up in New York, New Jersey area, the main reason for these are to recruit so that we can get these young ladies who are, you know, still in high school, come on over and watch this, you know, little school from halfway across the country that you, you know, might not even have heard about too much. Oh, they have a, you know, championship winning equestrian program. Maybe you're interested in coming to Auburn. So, yeah, this is going to be a recruiting trip as much as a uh, uh, as a competition. And I would add that it gives you an opportunity to see the competition that you probably are going to see at the end of the season, at least mm -hmm. get a look at them. That doesn't yes. necessarily mean these two teams will be there. I would suspect at least one of them would. Uh, but it does give you opportunity to recruit, to see competition outside of your conference or your regional area. So I think it's a smart move scheduling-wise for Auburn and also for UC Davis and Fresno State as well to get competition from the other side of the country for them over there as well. So Elvis wins, losses. What are we looking at here? Uh, we would uh, we'll probably win both of these. I would suspect so as well. I, I haven't can't remember too much in the past that they've lost any California teams. Um, but uh, Dallas, not what that about there's you? anything wrong with that. But no, know. no. But you know, the, I will say that the SEC tends to dominate the Pacific Coast teams. Let's just go ahead and say it. <laughs> I'm not afraid to say it here. Uh, Dallas, what about you? Impending them in as wins, both of them. I love it. I love the just short and sweet to the point. Not even going to talk about the California teams. Uh, but and let's uh, actually kind of use this to move forward a little bit quickly here because we're talking about a second meetup in the next weekend, February the 8th, for us against Georgia, which will be played not in Athens, but in Bishop, Georgia, where their facility is. It's your second shot at UGA. It'll be a chance for either a sweep of them in the regular season or revenge. So 
Why don't you guys go ahead and give your predictions on that? We'll start with Dallas. Yeah, here's here's the what you've been waiting for if you stayed tuned. This is revenge in Bishop, Georgia right here. This is where Auburn has learned from the past mistakes. They've got a little bit of time to groom those underclassmen that, that might have made some mistakes earlier on in the year in that first match against UGA. This this is the revenge game. Um, it, it's generally with a team like that, as we all know, you know, especially in other sports, it's hard to beat teams two or three times. And so if we lose that first game, that first match in November in Auburn, here's here's where here's where the revenge comes in. I like our shot here. So what about you, Elvis? Sweep or revenge? Uh, revenge on this side. I think I agree. I think we're going to surprise Georgia uh, at Georgia with this one um, because, yeah, this is the point where we're over halfway through the school through the schedule and i think characteristically this is where we start putting it all together where those younger girls start you know realizing okay here's the system we've got here's how i fit into that uh that leadership starts to arise and this is where i think we could really upset georgia and and yeah i predict uh we would take one from them at their home place and if i may parallel to football it tends to be the away team wins every year in that series. I think it is. I think it's at least that's how it used to be is that Georgia would beat us at home and we'd beat them in Georgia. That happens yeah, for and a football. Lot of now in, in equestrian though, you get a huge advantage by being at home because, you know, like we've talked about before, uh, you don't tend to take your horses with you. It's just so expensive and it's a lot right. of trauma on the horses. So typically when you go to a facility, you're using their horses um uh and you know the rules are set up so that it's all randomized as to who mm -hmm. gets what horse um but it's still you're you're more comfortable with the horses that are local and that the local uh ranchers are are providing so yeah that it's a big advantage but uh you know we've been able to take some some victories against Georgia in Georgia before and I think we'll do it again I believe we can as well uh, the next weekend, February 15th, we'll be welcoming a Texas team in Baylor out to Auburn. Uh, and this begins a season-ending homestand, which is advantageous if we're talking about, like you guys just predicted, where we're hitting our stride with these younger athletes that are getting more comfortable with themselves, with their place on the team, and where they needed, needed to improve all season. Uh, I think you could have no better timing than taking a, potentially a revenge uh, match away from Georgia and then coming home for the rest of the time to get you ready for the championship competition season. So with Baylor, Elvis, give us your perspective of Baylor as a team and what you think about them. Uh, they're uh, year in, year out. They're real good. Uh, they're going to be, they're going to be good. They're going to come in. In fact, we may lose this game, especially just coming right off of a, of a tough, you know, meet against Georgia. I'm going to predict that we beat them just because I'm an Auburn fan and we typically win these things. But look out, Baylor's <laughs> going to be tough. Yes. Uh, I, I anticipate this one being, this is probably if I had to circle one on the schedule, I would see maybe them coming off a high after beating Georgia away and then maybe looking a little bit further ahead and then getting caught off guard by Baylor here as a young team. And because Baylor is year in and year out, they're always in either the championship last final rounds or they're there at the final. So I do think Baylor is going to give Auburn a run for their money. Uh, yeah. Dallas, where do you see Baylor fitting in all this? I, to me, Baylor, I'm like you, I, I circle this one. And to me, this is the toughest, this is the toughest one on our schedule uh, to me. And 
So having them at home is going to really help Auburn. Um, it's like you said, you have that high coming off what we think will be a win at Georgia. Um, but to me, this is just the toughest one on the schedule for this season. They, it's like you've said, they they are a perennial power. And, and so when it comes time and you get into that top eight uh, at the national championship level, this is going to be one of those teams that's going to give you fits and they're going to, you know, steal some of those points away. So to me, this is the one to watch for. But I will say this, I think Auburn wins. I like your style there. And I do think this is one to watch because I think this will be a good indicator of what you can expect in the postseason from Auburn to see where this young team stands at as we roll into championship season. And I will point this out, and this applies for the next two meets that we'll have in Auburn coming up in just a second. But this is a good, another good opportunity for you to not just come to watch Equestrian, but to see other teams as well. You know, there's this little thing called basketball and a coach called Bruce Pearl. There's this little team called the women's basketball team and Terry Flournoy that are, is doing very well as well. Uh, there's even gymnastics with Jeff Graybody. Now, they haven't released their schedules completely yet, uh, but you can bet that at least one, two, or maybe in all, all three of those programs, and let's not even mention track and field, this will probably be a couple of weekends here where you can probably roll some experiences into one and have a great Auburn weekend. So make sure you pay attention to those schedules and plan maybe to come see Equestrian if you're coming to see one of those as well. So let's do these two at the end, kind of not rapid fire, but a little, real, little bit quicker because we've already talked about them. February 29th, a Saturday, University of South Carolina comes to Auburn, a second shot at South Carolina. Elvis, what say you, win or loss? Um, man, you see, playing, beating a team twice is always tough. Yes. Uh, and, you know, it doesn't get any easier in Equestrian, but I, I, since this one's in Auburn, I think we beat South Carolina on the second time around and end up sweeping them. And Dallas, what about you? Do we sweep or revenge here? I say we sweep here because, again, you know, it's one of those things that's tough uh, when you get a second shot. I mean, but uh, with it being in Auburn, Auburn's going to rise up to the occasion. This is one of those, you know, occasions where Auburn is going to take control and, and, and they'll win. And I would say of these last two, the, the last one we'll talk about in just a second, this is the one I would say I feel the most comfortable with Auburn winning uh, because – Yes, South Carolina is a great program, uh, and, and they've won a championship too, I believe, as well. Uh, but Texas A&M is the one that scares me the most out of these two. With them ending the season in Auburn, March the 7th, a Saturday, it's going to be your second look at Texas A&M. And more importantly, I think it's important to be there for the seniors on what would be senior day for them, uh, where you can obviously honor them but uh, also show a, and a huge amount of support by showing up to that one. They usually try to roll other events in the weekend, like we were talking about, whether it be basketball or gymnastics or something like that. Um, so I think this is an important one for the program in terms of their where they roll into the championship season, but also in terms of us as the Auburn family getting out there and showing support. Uh, so Dallas, for you, um, final match here. How do you feel about yeah, this, this second shot at Texas A&M? So this is where the grit comes into play. Um, we've, we've talked about it. We've hashed it out about, you know, if you get that second shot at a team, you know, you have to rise in the occasion if, if you haven't beat them the first time. And now they come in with a vendetta if you did beat them the first time. Um, in this case, it's one of those things where it's senior day. Those underclassmen really want to send out those seniors with a bang, especially, you know, with it ending the season. 
like uh, like it will. And so, to me, here's where the grit comes in. Those younger girls, they have the grit. I think grit carries us through. I believe so as well. And Elvis, what do you think about the final matchup against Texas A&M? Uh, I think we're probably going to lose this one too. Oh man! Yes, What's that three I losses know. for Isn't you at this sad? point. I feel terrible. I'm sorry. I, I know, especially coming off the high of you know what I predict would be a victory over Georgia, and then you know beating Baylor, beating South Carolina, whatever. Uh, but yeah, I think we're probably going to Texas A&M two times in a row. Yeah, or yeah. Sorry, um, you know, I'm a little hurt hurt right now, Elvis. I, I don't know, know that sorry. you and I can be but friends I, anymore. I don't think we'll lose to them in the SEC championship. I think we'll probably face oh. off against them. I think we'll probably win an SEC championship. I think we'll we'll I think it's going to be a good year for Texas A&M, but I think we'll beat them in the SEC championship, just not in the regular season. And you know, that's the way it goes sometimes. And I think that's a great way into a conversation about what happens there. Uh, this one will be in Bishop, Georgia, the Georgia uh, University, uh, which I would love for them to come to Auburn. But, hey, you can't always get what you want. Um, but you're predicting that what I thought would be the opposite of what you'd say. I was thinking you'd say in the regular season and then us faltering in, in SEC competition play. So I'm a little shocked. And, you know, I'm hurt by you, Elvis, but I'll get over it and we can still be friends. Well, we're a young team and, you know, young teams are typically unpredictable. Now, maybe I'm completely wrong. I mean, you know, it's real. But I think you'll see up and down performances. And so yeah. if we hit just right, we can beat anybody. But if we make enough mistakes. Some of these teams that shouldn't beat us probably will. Yeah. And that can be true. And that happens with a young team. But in your scenario, that ends up us winning back-to-back SEC championships, so I can't I think be too, so. yep. too, mad of you, too mad at you for predicting that. Um, so, Dallas, over to you. We've talked a lot about your predictions throughout the season. How does this unfold for you in SEC championship competition? Auburn's got a really good shot. I mean, let's, I mean, it's just the way it will be. Auburn has that shot at it. Like Elvis says, that, that young core, though, is where – it makes it easy for you to get tripped up. Now, do they get tripped up? That's the question. I, I think it'll be Auburn or A&M uh, winning the whole thing um, as far as the SEC championship goes. Um, and you know what? I'm an Auburn fan. I'm, I'm, I'm taking Auburn. I love it. I mean, you've got to show your orange and blue colors when you can. And I, I do think that if you look across the rest of the competition, a lot of people are going to be looking for Auburn to be playing at their – highest level coming in the SC championship, even with a young team. So it wouldn't be the furthest thing uh, to suspect them to come out and show big out for two days of competition in Bishop, Georgia. Um, the bigger question though, and not that an SC championship is not important, but it's the question we'll all be wanting to know if it's going to happen a back-to-back national title performance. So for four days of competition out in Waco, Texas, now this will not be at Baylor's facility. It will be at the extra co event center in Waco, Texas. I do have a brother who lives, two brothers that will be living there at the time. So I might have to make my way out there for this uh, event. But four days of competition, the 15th through the 18th. Auburn will be competing, hopefully, if they have a pretty good season against the best competition in the entire nation from across the entire nation. And let's see what everybody thinks. Elvis, to you first, as our resident expert here on this panel, does Auburn win a national title for back-to-back years? Wow. Uh, this is a big question. Um, you know, it is really, really, really tough. Um, I think we'll finish runner up. I think we okay. will lose in the finals, but I think we will probably get a, 
uh, championship in one of the disciplines or one of the seats. We've right. got a lot of strong riders, so we will take home, I think, some trophies. I just don't think it'll be the biggest one. I think we'll fall in the finals uh, to <laughs> either a Texas A&M or maybe a Georgia. Maybe they'll come out of nowhere again. Yeah, and that's kind of what I was expecting you to kind of say was that Texas A&M or the Georgia being the favorite going into this. I, I do – my gut tells me that Auburn is going in and of a, a bit of an underdog status in terms of the top-tier competition when they come in to nationals. So I wouldn't suspect them to win it all this year personally, but I would definitely not be surprised if they came up with a runner-up status and uh, mm-hmm. building again towards the next season there. You can't be mad at runner-up. I mean – the fact that they can do that year in and year out, be in competition for a championship, is just nothing to get upset about. True. Um, but true. Da- Dallas, what about you? What are we looking at? Are we looking at a back-to-back national title? No, I, I say I say no. Um, it's one of those things where that again, that's pretty hard to do in itself too. But when you lose the kind of talent that Auburn lost this past year in terms of their riders, it, it's going to be hard for Auburn to put that piece back together. When really, when it counts, but. I, I'm kind of leaning on the side with Elvis here as well that that Auburn really makes a good push for it. They 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 get in there, they have the grit to make it at least into the top three. So I, that's where I'm at. Um, it, it could be possible to to make it to the runner-up status. And and again, I, Texas A&M and Georgia, it's like you guys both said, those are those are the two to beat. I think we all agree top three is very feasible for this team. Um, but you siding more on, on top three, Elvis being a little bit more generous with the top two. I, I would agree as well. I think top three is a very, and maybe even top four is a very safe prediction for this team overall. But regardless of how it ends up, this team is probably going to make a lot of noise this year and show that even with a drop off in terms of upperclassmen talent and it being very young, this is still a program to be reckoned with and one you cannot take lightly. Oh, definitely. I mean, any team that's going to play Auburn is going to be scared of Auburn coming in. I mean, you know, whether they're hosting Auburn or going to Auburn, they're they're not going to look at Auburn as an you know an easy win. Uh, not yeah, no team does. We're just so powerful. So, you know, like you say, we've got young talent, but they're all good. I mean, in equestrian, we don't we don't bring in girls who aren't any good. I mean, we're selective. So, you know, we could surprise everybody and, you know, sweep and just destroy every opponent. It's not realistic, so probably won't happen, but it might. You never know. Well, here's the thing is that when it does happen, all the players and the coaches can look back at this little podcast network that predicted them not to go undefeated and just say, look, you guys don't know what you're talking about. And we'd say, you're right. We just That's here right. You to know what? Act they, like we're doing uh, yeah. That's why they're getting paid and we are not. <laughs> That's why we're sitting at home on our couches right now, just prognosticating. But anyway, <laughs> uh, guys, this has been a, a fun journey with you to walk through the schedule, to talk about what we see happening, not just in terms of championships and performances, but kind of giving people a reason to go and see a meet, to meet this team, to get to know the horses, to learn about the sport, because you've got several opportunities to do that where there's other things going on that may be, as at least right now, more enticing for you, like a football game or a basketball game or things of that nature. Do not take this program lightly. They are worthy of your attention and worthy of your admiration. Please, please, please go see, see them this next season, and you've got several opportunities to do so. So to close out our show, I give an opportunity for whoever's on our show to share a little bit of information about where they can find them on social media. So we'll start with you, Mr. Dallas. If people want to get in contact with you just to 
chat about equestrian and predict things with you or just talk about stuff in general where can they find you so guys you can find me uh, on facebook dallas ham or you can find me on twitter d-h-a-m the number four a-u uh, and you can find me on instagram at d-h-a-m-f-o-r-a-u and uh yeah just follow me auburn twitter family uh auburn family y'all y'all follow me and, and and we'll converse a lot all right well thank you so much for being here and we have to say goodbye and thank you for being here our resident equestrian expert on our panel mr uh, auburn ellis it is always a pleasure to have you in our presence but even more so to share about your knowledge about equestrian Oh, yes. Thank you. Thank you for having me on the show. Yeah. Uh, like I said, if folks want to interact with me, I pretty much do it through Twitter and uh, or in person if you're D Ford. So yes. <laughs> most people, you can access me through Twitter. If you happen to be D Ford, you get an extra way. You can meet me in person. Uh, and if anybody else who isn't D Ford happens to be in the proximity of D Ford, you've got a slight chance at meeting me as well. Basically, if you have D Ford anywhere near you, you're yes. going to be set for life. And I can I attest it. to that. I told you is... we'd work those references in sometime. Of course. I mean, how can, again, how can you not talk about the most amazing Auburn woman there ever was and ever will be, Miss D Ford? She's yes. probably blushing from ear to ear right now. <laughs> I hope so. We wouldn't be doing our jobs if we didn't make her blush a little That's bit. That's right. But, uh, Anyway, guys, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for everyone listening to this episode and learning a little bit about Auburn Equestrian. Um, and hopefully we'll see you at a couple of meets this year. And until we talk to you next time, War Horses and War Eagle. War Eagle. War Eagle. Before you get out of here, we want to remind you of a couple of things. Head over to E2Cnetwork.com, our website where you can find everything that you'll ever need from us podcasts, blogs, and even ways to help support the show. If you want to find individual episodes, you can download all of these on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. So until we see you again, I want to remind you of one thing, that here at the network, we believe in Auburn and love it. The only question remains, do you?